Well, hello, everybody. I'm Del Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Hi, Del Shores. Hi, everybody. Hello, Emerson Collins. I love that little shimmy you did. It's just a little we know, shimmy. It's a little festive. You know, this is like what I call holiday taint week. You know, taint Christmas, taint New Year's, <laughs> holiday taint week. Aren't you clever? You were clever. That's like you, you, you shimmying reminded me of one of Leslie's shows where he did that white girl dance. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that, could, that would be a good descriptor of most of my dancing. I said it the other day for the first time holiday taint, you know, because and it's difficult. Do you play with the taint? Do you leave it alone? What's everybody doing this week? Are you like being productive days you can do things? Are you like, this is. No man's land taint holiday week, and I can do nothing and sit on my couch. Well, if you know, if 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 it, the taint is clean, I think you know, if it's a clean taint, I might play with it. I, I mean, uh -huh. you know, and, and we had rain here in LA, so I feel like it cleansed everything. I I might play with the taint. I, well, That's you know, you don't do well with like down downtime anyway. No, so I do not. Doing projects and things. I, I am. I'm writing a novel. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah, right? I returned to my novel. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish my novel. Uh, <laughs> right to just, it. Just in my spare time, I'm going to finish it. I'm adapting a screenplay, and I've got another play in the works. And uh, I'm going on five mile walks a day, and uh, I'm drinking a well, lot of Starbucks. Could you tell? Yeah. Extra, extra espresso. Yeah. Hmm. It just stresses me out just thinking about it. I used to, we did get LA rain here, y'all, and I use it as an excuse to do nothing. In the last two days, we watched all eight episodes of Shondaland's new Bridgerton series. That's my accomplishment. Well, I, I I gotta tell you, Emerson, because you know this this circles back to you and me. I had a, a little um, relapse uh, oh. in terms of the rapture because. Oh. The other night, uh, I woke up with that thunder and yes. lightning. It was okay, so it was simultaneous. It was that thunder and then lightning, and then the dog started barking. I bolted up and I thought, oh, Jesus is coming and I'm not ready. Uh, it, it was, you know, because you know that that was a part of Southern Baptist. I wrote about it and I've never yes. had one of those PTSD moments again. I wonder if any of y'all out there have like rapture PTSD. And right now, if you went outside after it happened, you would think the rapture really happened because with the lockdown, no one on the road, nobody <laughs> in your neighborhood, you'd look around and think there were a lot more of the saved in Los Angeles than I expected. Well, my neighbors were home and they're heathens, heathens, heathens. So I knew I was good. Okay. I mean, or, or, or no, I, I knew I was left behind with them. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I mean, uh, and let's be honest, we're going to be left behind with some great people to hang out with. So Kurt Cameron, is, right. they can go on up, get there early. We'll stay back with the fun crowd. You know where, what, what I'm going to ask for when I go to hell? Where's, oh, the, where's the share concert? Just yeah. <laughs> I love that the implication of that story is also share will definitely be there. She's right now at the post office. Malibu still, I think, but she will be in hell, and I would like to visit that concert. I would like to be there. I would like to be at the Cher concert. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome. We are glad that you're here. Whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or on Periscope, on Twitter, say hi. Share the broadcast. 
And we do really want to know, how's everybody's actual holidays, holiday taint week? How was your Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrated, or if you don't celebrate, genuinely check in. How's everybody? How was it? How was yours? What'd you do on the It day? was good. You know, Rebecca came over, my daughter Rebecca and Matt Hayes, and we put, like, we had social distance uh, Christmas story viewing and uh, made some, uh, some real Southern breakfast, like ham and eggs oh. and biscuits yes. and, and yes. gravy. gravy. Yes. And, and I have to say, you know, you get gifts, you get gifts, but every now and then there's just like this special gift. And I wanted to show it to everybody. Oh, please Debbie, do. Debbie Holiday dropped by with this candle and it is Loretta Lynn in one of those Catholic candles. Uh, and it's called Our Lady of the Coal. Uh, meditation, Novena to the Queen of Butcher Holler, Kentucky. And so Loretta has been, uh, watching over me and you know i took it as a sign and you know why emerson loretta well, of course, yeah. yeah you know y'all uh, we can't there's whatever but they recently i was like you know i can't believe there's not a drag queen somewhere named loretta lint loretta lint <laughs> yes loretta lint just seems right um i will let me grab a couple of y'all's uh stories uh let's see jig said christmas is over i'm much better <laughs> <laughs> Steve said, no family feuds, no one went to jail. And if that isn't a Christmas miracle and a win, I don't know what. <laughs> yet, yet. It's I, know, I, I love the implication of that comment, Steve, because it implies that definitely someone has gone to jail on Christmas. In the, in the past. Well, you know what I always say? I got, I got them in jail. I don't remember anybody going to jail on Christmas, though. I don't remember one of those. Bruce slept through it. That just seems like the whole thing for 24 hours, just slept through the whole thing. I mean, you take the right pill combination and you can just miss the whole thing. I will say we did, you know, cause y'all know my family is in Texas and my brother's working in Chicago. We did a FaceTime Christmas present adventure. And I was so impressed with my family without even my influence. My brother had figured out that if they, since he's with my parents, if he used his FaceTime phone for the close-ups and they put my mom's phone over on the counter for the wide shot, we had a multi-view live stream FaceTime of the Christmas present opening. Lord, all you need to do is edit that and put it on YouTube. I mean, uh, I, nobody else wants to wander through our confusions. Uh, but I will say, you know, with this year and all this technology, all these things we've been doing, it actually worked out really great. We were on the call for more than an hour. Um, laughing. We sent presents to Dallas for my parents to open for my brother in Chicago. So my dad's opening the present. I'm like, that's for me. And my brother in Chicago is like, I love oh. it so much. <laughs> Look, just making it work. We did a couple of Zooms with the Shores family. And, and then I got to see all my nieces and nephews. And I, I was thinking, you know, that you could, that someone should have done a parody. I'm, I'll have a Zoom Christmas without you. Yeah. Um, I know. Well, that's like I've been joking for four years about writing a Grinch parody about Donald Trump called that just the tagline was you're a bigot, Mr. Trump. And I just never got around to finishing the lyrics. And pretty soon he'll be irrelevant. So who gives a fuck? Yes, already is. Um, Rob, Rob had a serious, you know, Victor was in a car accident. He was in the hospital. So they had a really tough holiday. Um, 
but it sounds like everything is better there But he's now. better. Rob has said that Victor is better. So um, he brought the room down and now we'll bring it back up. He's yeah. better. Victor's better. Hey, Mark. Jack, no friends or family for the holidays. My last remaining brother died from uh, COVID and on Thanksgiving. There's just been no celebration this year. I'm Jack, so sorry, Jack. So much love. And then, you know, that represents, we've talked, we talked a lot about here on the show. I know we know lots of people who were by themselves. Um, and that's part of why, you know, why we do this so we can all hang in commune. And I hope uh, you took care of yourself and did things that made you feel good. Because um, there's lots of this, you know, Leanne, first Christmas, I didn't get to see my mom. Blair, my son and I reconnected this year. So Christmas via Facebook Messenger. Awesome, Blair. But yeah, imagine how much more horrible this would have been without all this technology. So, yeah. you know, um, and, but, but as we say, and, and sweet, sweet Danielle, uh, mine was the same as every year. We talked a lot about this too. You know, people that are used to spending the holidays away from family or who have been by themselves on the holidays uh, know what those feelings were going to feel like. So for anybody that it was surprisingly hard for, I have good friends that we were texting the other night during the thunderstorm, our little Texas thread, uh, who said Christmas was fine because they had planned what they were gonna do that day and the day after Christmas was actually harder. You know, So as we continue through these holiday days, y'all, it's okay for there to be like hard moments. It's weird and well, we yeah. with you. And I have to say, Danielle and I had a very interesting conversation about that because she does. She's, you know, she is estranged from her family, not by her choice, but by them rejecting her. And I, um, I, and she said, it's somehow easier that everybody else is having, you know, uh, to, to struggle, you know, because we, we understood. And uh, so anyway, I, I said, Danielle, next year, I, we went to Michelli's one year. I think it was for Christmas. Danielle and I, we got stoned and went and just ate a bunch of pasta. So I want to go yeah. back and eat some pasta with Danielle or something. And um, it, you know, it's, just not a, it's not great for everybody. And that's OK. Bob said my best Christmas was boarding a plane in San Francisco on December 24th and arriving in Bangkok at 11 p.m. on December 25th. Miss the whole day. Perfect. Sometimes it's okay to just skip. That's it. just, that's a way. Well, that's, you know, our mayor said that we were shutting everything down and just canceling everything. So I decided that was my birthday and Christmas, but you yep. know what? It, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought because of the planning out. And yeah, it was afterwards. And I was lucky because I teach on uh, the weekends and I didn't cancel my classes. And I'm so glad I didn't because there weren't as many people in my classes because some people actually do have, a you know, some holiday family that was there. And uh, but I got to be with friends and what I consider my family now. So it was it was uh, that was great. And Erica, of course, worked. Our 11 p.m. service Christmas Eve was Zoom bombed. Oh no, Erica, that's so awful and also hilarious. Tell us more. Was it but uh, was it Zoom bomb like I, like like I want to know because you yes, know I did, when I did on cabaret, I'm in the middle of my set and two guys just start fucking and I'm like I can't compete with that. I guess I, I can't. I you know, there's no way to recover. You're um, just not going to win. You are not going to steal the attention back from that. Um, and I will say, y'all, you know, there are more holidays to come. And we were even talking, Blake was talking about the other night, January is really hard for lots of people because there's nothing to look forward to. And it's going to feel weird with the inauguration coming. And yet the vaccine's still far away for many of us. Um, so it is okay to know that like 
there may be an end in sight. It doesn't mean it's not going to be hard on the way there. So whether you need to wrap up in a blanket and binge watch and ignore the world through New Year's or you need to call everyone you can think of, however you get through it is okay. Erica did answer. It was porn. Well, here's the deal. You know what? If I were the sir, if I were preaching that sermon, I'd switch from the manger right to Sodom and Gomorrah. Bam. Yeah. Done. We will take this as inspiration from the Lord and say that we just need to address the sanctity of sexuality. I, it, it's kind of fun going back to New Year's, Emerson, that uh, the, the the advertisements, I'm watching the Queen, so every now and then I'm just going to throw something. The advertisements on uh-huh. CNN have, and, and also starring and Leslie Jordan on Andy and uh, Anderson's show. So y'all watch, if y'all watch that, uh, Leslie's going to be on it. Yes. All right, well, we'll chat some more, but we are gonna do what we normally do, the LGBTQ news and nonsense, bringing you the important and ridiculous things we need to know about. So I will kick it off uh, with Biden uh, and Harris announcing two new out members of their new administration. Watam Raghavan will be appointed deputy director of the Office of Presidential Personnel. Now, what that means is that role is key in identifying recruiting and vetting the more than 4,000 political appointments across the federal government that the new administration has. He worked uh, as a White House liaison to the LGBTQ community under Obama and the Asian American and Pacific Islander community and worked to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell. So he tweeted, it's time again for an administration that looks like America and will produce results that are good for all Americans. I'm honored to serve. He lives with his husband and their daughter in DC. And the second, out attorney, Stuart Delery, I believe, will serve as deputy counsel to the president. He also worked in the Obama administration uh, and making him the highest ranking LGBTQ person in the history of the Department of Justice. He and his husband also live in D.C. with their two children. So exciting. We will be seen and have power in this new administration. Yes, look at that. And then, and in other gay news, Marcus Bachman um, has been appointed. Y- y'all know Marcus Bachman? That's Michelle Bachman's very masculine. So uh-huh. he like he, he's like a uh, Paul in on the center in the center square. Uh, so, uh, so you know, Trump is appointing his biggest fans, his promoters, all the ass kissers uh, to various boards, and he recently announced that he named Marcus uh, Bachman anti-LGBT, I just hate the gays, uh, husband of former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, uh, which I like to, uh, Michelle Crazy Pants Bachman, uh, Uh to the President's Committee for uh, People with Intellectual Disabilities. It's a law. It's a lot. Uh, the same. This is the same Marcus Bachman who runs clinics where undercover activists found evidence of conversion therapy. And I believe I wrote a line uh, for that Willem Belli said in Southern Baptist Sissies. I guarantee, goddamn, Chia, there has been a cock in that mouth. Um, I don't like to. I don't like to out people. And I, he's. I'm not outing him. I'm just speculating. Okay. Well, no, no. You know, I have tried the last couple of years to like stop doing that personally. To stop doing it with Lindsey Graham. To stop doing it with Mike Pence. To stop saying that everybody that's homophobic is really a closet homo. In this particular case, though. Oh my God. He makes me so angry. Them up there with that. Those like pray the gay away camps and all that stuff. And this is proof of ridiculous videos Michelle's been making saying, Lord Jesus, please give this election to Trump, worked. He is just appointing anybody that's ever said 
stood by him for no reason whatsoever to abort. Rick and Nails on the Bull Holocaust. And, and, and they're not going to do anything. It's just a bullshit, just a bullshit honor. Uh, it's just so ridiculous. So and ridiculous. Also, like, why do they even want that? Who wants to be in a random board? That's just stressful to me. Please don't. I, no, because then you've got, there's work to do. And I have something for all of those people who tr prayed that Trump would be elected again. All of those people who prayed to overturn the election. I guess God likes us better than you. I know. The power of prayer is always so awkward when it doesn't go in the favor of the people who think it should. Because it's like, that's God telling you you're wrong, I guess. I mean, if you give it that much power. Oops. Every time you don't get what you want, your prayer was bad, or the other people prayed better. And, 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 and let's go to Pat Robertson just for a minute, because it's not, there was no transition from, oh, we're going to overturn this through prayer, to, uh -huh. now, President, you lost. I mean, I where, was the, where was the middle of that? Where You know what? I had another talk with God, and God said, you know what? I've changed my mind. I mean, or something to just let them off the fucking hook. But, well, say, um, God called me back. <laughs> well, you know, I've been saying it for years. Peter, and he returned. Because <laughs> Pappy, Pappy Robertson, he's like, I just want to go home to meet Jesus. And I go, go, please just go. Hurry up. Go. Yeah. But in a way, I don't want him to go. I don't want him to go because there's too much entertainment. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like Disneyland. Give them those fast passes, cut to the front of the line. I'm happy to wait. Um, it's like, it's like God it has a messaging service. Um, I have God returning. You know, when 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 assistants just say so-and-so returning instead of returning the whole call. Uh -huh, I have God returning Pappy Pat's call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to get, but you could go to the share concert. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I cannot put you through, but I do have your VIP tickets to that share concert in hell. Backstage passes. A lot of people uh, want to talk to you. <laughs> um, and as Anna pointed out, uh, the appointment is for two years. Biden can boot him. So it will be even more fun if Biden and Harris so. there and kick all these people off the boards that they can. And I want him to say, Kamala, handle this. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like that she would give a better boot than Biden. I oh, just yes, yes. She there is no sugar coating. Um, and then in other great news from a court uh, last week, a federal court issued an injunction against the Trump administration executive order that prevented anyone contracted or granted funds by the federal government from offering anti-bias training, which would obviously prevent race-based or sex-based discrimination. Y'all remember back in September, he put that order in place to prevent anti-bias training because he called it indoctrination. He tweeted mm -hmm. that such ideas were a sickness that cannot be allowed to continue. He was so angry at that 1619 project, asking those in the government to please report any sightings so we can quickly extinguish anti-bias training. Just get rid of it. Lambda Legal, a whole bunch of organizations, and SAGE brought a lawsuit against the administration for the order in November, saying the ban violated the First and Fifth Amendment rights of federal contractors yeah. and employees to due process by infringing on their free speech, disfavoring them based on the content of their speech and providing inadequate notice of the conduct it purports to prohibit. Well, U.S. District Judge Beth Freeman issued an injunction against the order, writing that she agreed with the plaintiffs 
that the government's argument is a gross mischaracterization of the speech they want to express and an insult to their work of addressing discrimination and injustice towards historically underserved communities. So stay on the order. By the time the government could protest, he'll be out of office and Biden will either cancel the order or not defend it in court and it will go away. So a Bye bye. Um, and uh, we got some lesbian news. Uh, Officer Amanda Topping is among six officers from the Metro Nashville Police Department who have earned praise for their actions preventing casualties on Christmas after a camper van exploded on 2nd Avenue in downtown Nashville. Three civilians were hurt in the explosion. Topping, who had been with the department for two years, said, of getting the call. We were sitting in the station and my wife had just called because it was toward the end of our shift. So she was seeing what time I was coming home. After getting to the scene, she recalled, I heard what the RV was saying and it's stuff that I'll never forget. It was a female voice saying, your primary objective is to evacuate, evacuate now. I was about to get on the radio and say, I know it's not my place, but everybody's getting out of the buildings, right? I was getting really antsy. I talked to my wife again and told her things were getting really strange. After spending crucial minutes turning pedestrians away at the head of the street, Topping opted to walk over to a colleague close to the van, James Wells, when it de detonated. Uh, Topping added, the first thing I could do was get on the radio. There's been an explosion. Send multiple medics. I was so scared, I had just lost my entire detail. Luckily, I heard everybody on the radio and I knew everyone was alive. I was happy to hear everybody else was um, not seriously injured. Uh, anyway, whew, that just reading that just makes you emotional. And the mayor, the last little about. piece. Sorry, it's on the next page. Mayor John oh, Cooper called these officers heroes while officials have said it was a miracle that no residents were killed in the bomb. Obviously, it, those officers are amazing, and I love that one of them was from our community. It was amazing, and you know, I don't know about you, Emerson, but I woke up, uh, you know, because I wake up with the uh, with the chickens, with the chickens. here, and, and it was, uh, I think it was 6.30 in the morning when I turned it on, and it was already all over the news, and my good friend James Grady from Nashville, uh, I, not, it's so weird because you're, you're watching the news and you're thinking of your national friends, but then James, I was texting with him and he was saying, I have no internet, all the internet's out. Um, so, uh, it was, it had to be scary. He said he felt it. He literally felt the, the ground rumble. Yeah. Um, it was definitely an intense and also does sound like the quick actions of the department there getting people away from the blast zone had a huge impact on it being uh, far less, uh, doing far less damage than it could have. So all the applause to these people. And, and I don't know about you, Emerson, but it, for me, I, I, and I, you watch these tragedies and, and it breaks your heart. But when you see a city and you've been right there, you have been at that court, you know, we, we, how many times did we play Nashville and we love that city so much and that Batman building right there. And it just like, you know, they, they, it was a very lucky, it was very lucky and just a strange, random, weird thing that he, that, I, know. I mean, just, and just take some pills. And playing that audio message. It was so, the description of the events was so black mirror-y, you know, it felt very like right. the, the sinister plot of the opening of a movie about somebody, you know, it's, it's the kind like, of thing that, point, that right? feels made up. You know, somebody sat at home and like planned this message and set up the tape recorder. Um, it's like, it feels like somebody 
watching too many movies, but then going and doing that uh, in the real world. So lots of love to the Nashville uh, community for a very uh, harrowing uh, morning. Yeah. And applause to Amanda for and her and her Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Uh, and and I just I, I all I could think about uh, while I was reading that story because you know I always say play you know it's not because I'm a writer and I start and I was like in the body of that wife for a minute I was thinking about course. the fear that she had knowing watching the news and knowing the love of her life is out there and not you know for a moment not knowing it, it, that must have been so horrific for her yeah so absolutely and Stephen said I live 20 miles from Nashville had many friends say they could feel it it was a very powerful uh impact um all right for this next story, did you watch the Fire Festival documentaries, either one of them last year? Did anybody, I, did I was obsessed. Um, a quick explanation. Fire Festival was a big music festival supposed to happen down in the Caribbean. All of these big influencers, all of these very famous people on Instagram like promoted the festival. All these high, highbrow, important Instagram influencers were all going to the concert. And when they got there on the planes, then like tents, the, the accommodations weren't set up. There was no food. They were given like bread with a slice of cheese on it. None of the artists canceled. It all fell apart. But so many people actually got there and they knew well in advance of the festival that it was not going to happen and yet kept going ahead with everything anyway. Well, they did two big documentaries on how it all fell apart, how so many people got sort of taken Could in. Yes, got hoodwinked. And so the, the Netflix one, Fire, the greatest party that never happened. Uh, Andy King reveals at one point that the Fire CEO, Billy McFarland, who was the grifter of all of it, ordered him to perform oral sex on the Bahamian Minister of Customs in exchange for shipments of Avion water that they needed. He says in the documentary, I literally drove home, took a shower, drank some mouthwash and got in my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. I was gonna do that honestly to save the festival. Well, obviously it became a highlight of the documentary. Him and that quote, I got to his office fully prepared to suck dick became a hilarious, delightful meme. He had a good time with it. He, did, he said he did not end up having to go through with it. Uh, but it was one of the big highlights, and I found it hilarious, and I, like, appreciated his, like, honesty. Well, Avion has now taken Andy up, and he is the newest face of Avion Water. Speaking to people, he said, a year ago, I shared with the world my willingness to take one for the team to bring Avion to thirsty festival goers and unexpectedly became an internet sensation overnight. On the first anniversary, Avion is dropping a special bottle with an all-new slogan in honor of my infamous team spirit. As a longtime Avion fan of both the water itself and the brand's sustainable practices, I could not be more thrilled. What's the slogan down there at the bottom? So good, you'd do anything for it. I love this. I just love Avion now. I love Andy. I love Avion. I mean, so good, you'd do anything for it. From a guy who was willing to give blowjobs to get the water. That is just branding synergy I can get behind. Yeah. I would oh. say this, they don't you know, Dale, you're gonna have to suck a dick to I go, well, what does he look like? I mean, I can I have a picture? Do I how much water are we talking? 
I mean, yeah. if you, I, honestly, I feel like if you took the value of the water and the shipment, uh, he probably was going to get basically paid a lot more. You know, I have done more for less. Bottle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in the shape of a cock. I don't now, think Rob, 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 please. That might this be a little a, far for This ABR. is a family show, Rob. It's How not. can you go there? <laughs> so, uh, all right. It, it's a wait. It's a family show in that old timey, like, is he family kind of. That's way. right. It's like, are y'all family? Um, <laughs> you don't have to be family to watch our show, though. You just you have don't. to be willing to put up with us saying cock Lots of allies uh, and friends. Kathy's up in Winnipeg watching. Oh, Kathy, it must be freezing up there. Y'all remember when we went up there and it was a lot earlier and we were yeah. like, where's the, where's the, yesterday, it's like the, today, guys. I mean, not to talk, Emerson hates it when I talk about the weather, but I was going, oh my God, it must be in the 30s. It was 44. Uh, it, I just get so cold here. Um, all right, Elton John, let's talk about Elton John. Sir Elton John was the top selling live tour act of 2020 and y'all, I didn't take much. And there, he only was on the road six weeks, but sold out performances for his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. And then bam, pandemic hit. So even prior to the pandemic hitting the entire world, Elton John had to walk off stage in the middle of Auckland, New Zealand. He had come down with walking pneumonia, but he was uh, still, he still put in 90 minutes of his act before leaving the stage as he hacked up a lung. Uh, with the entire last leg of the tour postponed, he put up a Christmas video declaring he will be back out on the road. We're going to play this for you. This outfit, I mean, I love everything about it. I hope you're all well and safe. And I cannot wait to see all of you back next year when we start again, hopefully in Berlin, September, and then America and Canada after that. God bless you. Have the best Christmas. Love you! Get into Christmas. Let's do the Yeah, baby. I am at Let's go see him. Emerson, I've never seen Elton John. Let's just. I, have not I, I know in this Yellow Brick Road or whatever it is, it's supposed to be the final, but I figure it's going to be like Cher's final. You know, it's final till they get bored and decide to do it again. No, her final one. We know where her final one is. It's in hell. That's where Cher's <laughs> final one is. That's in the hell. Last it's just the she hell. Is playing, she's playing uh, 365 days a year in hell. The um, House of Blues. Right. Uh, well, we have reached the midpoint of our show. We are so grateful that you all choose uh, to hang out with us, but we do put in some effort to make the show entertaining for y'all. And if you've got your Christmas bonus and bought all your Christmas gifts and contributed to everything you can think of and also want to toss a dollar, five, ten, or a thousand our direction, you can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at gmail.com. It's in the ticker below. Thank you to Bob Bielenberg, who always does this on PayPal. I can't see those. Uh, during the show, and to Michael Shane, who's already contributed today, and 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 um, you know, it's it's uh, if you're if you're just waiting, and you go, I do not need that six hundred dollars or that two thousand. I don't know what it's going to be till tomorrow. You, just, you know, you can just <laughs> sign it right over to us. You know, if you want to stuff our stockings a little late, you can. And I may not, not need it. Happy you're here. I do. Uh, no, I mean, well, well, my ex-wife Kelly, she she texted us all today, and you know Kelly is always giving away her 
potential wins for the lottery. I love that about her. It's like, she's got, if, if I win, I, you are getting 45. So, so I'm getting 45 million from Kelly Alexander. If, and both of my children. So I may not need it y'all. If, if I win that lottery with Kelly, I'm going to give away well, whatever. I'm not, I'm not in that pot. So if you want to make a donation in someone else's name to me, for this holiday season, you can people that do that. I made a donation in your name to this cause. Uh, Emerson, I will. I want to tell you something right now, and I mean this. If I if I get that forty five million, uh huh, I am going to give you uh, a million. I'm <gasps> going to give you a million, and I will I will donate a thousand in your name to a good. <laughs> <laughs> Please to a food bank. Do it to a food bank. I I love that about I love that about Kelly that she is always giving away that potential those potential uh, lottery. Uh, I love that too. Why not live with a hope in your heart? What is it? Brandy Clark says we pray to Jesus and we play the lotto. Right. That's right. We play the lotto. It may be. I, I maybe it's up to a hundred and eighty one million right now. We might oh. need to just. You might Get need some. to. Uh, Five dollars. Okay, on. All right, roll it on. Pompeii. Very current news, y'all. Very current news out of Pompeii. Just hot off the, the presses. I actually <laughs> find it really entertaining. Um, archaeologists who've been excavating uh, an ancient Roman snack bar in Pompeii, seen here, have discovered homophobic graffiti scrawled on the walls. I don't know why, but I find it it tickles me so much. First of all, I love this snack bar, you know, here in Pompeii, like roll on by. And there's also something very, I guess, almost that um, makes me almost feel comforted knowing that homophobic graffiti has been on the walls of bathrooms and snack bars and places since dawn, since time immemorial. Is that what they well, say? Well, were those uh, cup holders? <laughs> they were like uh, no, I'm sure that's where they put like the balls, like a good old, like you're at the Sioux Plantation or the Golden Corral. Uh, so you know, you're dipping? Where, uh -huh, here's where you get your leafies. Here's your tomatoes. Here's your little, those weird little corn oh, things that make no sense. And here's, you know, your, your ranch. I'm sure there was ranch in the Pompeii yeah. salad bar. Um, well, so, but I want to show you this other photo so I can show. Uh, the homophobic graffiti. It just makes me laugh. Like you walk go into a bathroom that says Aaron sucks dick here on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Um, <laughs> this is it. Uh, this is at the site. There's a colorful thermopylium of Reggio V was one of the snack bars at Pompeii. And it's been revealed in its entirety. They discovered paintings, food residue, animal bones, and this last little bit of homophobic graffiti. Can y'all see? It's right up here. This is what we're going to talk about, right above this dog that says, now my Latin, Latin is not good, but Nicia Senedi Cacator. Somebody that speaks Latin can criticize that, but I don't care. Uh, Nicias was likely to have been a freedman from Greece and the owner of the bar. So likely uh, the food bar operator. Well, the Senedi Cacator translates loosely to catamite shitter. Now, the word catamite doesn't have a modern day equivalent, but referred to a teenage boy who was the sexual partner of a young man, a common thing in the time period. When directed at an older man, the word catamite was used as an insult. Pompey Sites notes that the homophobic graffiti was probably left by a prankster who sought to make fun of the owner of the food bar. Uh, because back in this time, a man being printed, the, the bottom, so to speak, was stigmatized in ancient Rome 
that it wasn't until the arrival of Christians, you're welcome, that caused homosexuality to be, be punished by burning at the stake. So they judged you if you were a bottom, but it was sort of like known and seen. It's once again, the Christians ruined everything. I just found like homophobic graffiti in the olden timey days to be like, like, of course, hilarious. Somebody's writing fag on the walls. So <laughs> Hey, um, can't wait. Kathy said she wished she could donate. Y'all, we ask because we know we have some viewers that have a lot of money. That is not meant that anyone who doesn't. Um, and there are sweet people who give $5 once a month because that's what they can afford to contribute. It's all welcome. None of it's needed or expected. And, and so please, don't... please, uh, you know, one of the greatest things you can do is share this broadcast for us. Uh, to get it out there just a little bit more, Kathy. We just appreciate you being here and thank you for that. Uh -huh. We and, and, and guess what? Times are going to get better. It's going yeah. to get better. 2001's coming, a vaccine's coming, times are going to get better. And there's, a, you know, that that's one of the things, Emerson, and I know we're running a little behind, but that's what pissed me off about this stall, this bullshit fucking stall that 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 Trump did and, and, and waited one day too late for people to get their benefits. It was just yeah. appalling. It was like the lack of humanity, the lack of empathy. And I, I just... One, I, I went on Instagram and I said, if you feel that there is anybody that think of your servers, think of the people that, I mean, I think of my, like a massage therapist who can't even do their job right now. Uh, so many people, people at the gym that worked at the gym, think of all the people that were a part of our network of lives that are crippled financially. So yeah. trust me. Um, and you know, we've got... And entertainers, we didn't. We, <laughs> I know we we choose bullshit jobs, but that's what we do. Yeah. You know? Well, and you've got Mitch McConnell standing up there today with the president said two thousand dollars. Nancy said great, passed it through the house. Chuck Schumer said the Democrat senators are ready, and Mitch McConnell standing up there just saying no. And the frustration of that is, if they had helped more people along the way, if we'd shut down correctly and supported. The individuals, of course, but also the small businesses and for the time to be closed more aggressively for a shorter period of time, we wouldn't be trying to do this now. And the Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans are standing up and saying, we don't care because they sure can find the money to pass that defense spending budget, but can't find it to help individuals. Yeah. Uh, who have suffered through this year, it really is. They just really don't care. And they, they're, they're, and, and right now, Turtle is trending on Twitter. And I said, don't insult tur turtles, that please. That is so rude to turtles. I saw some it's turtles on my Franklin hike the other day. It was very exciting. Oh, my daughter, Caroline, loves turtles. So I do not like them even giving that fucking turkey neck. Okay, but not turtles. Okay, yeah. uh, Indonesia news. A nurse at the Wisma Alet Emergency Hospital in Jakarta, Indonesia, is under investigation after having gay sex with a COVID-19 patient in a hospital toilet on Christmas Day. The sex, the gay sex between the nurse and the, and the COVID-19 patient was revealed after the patient posted about it on Twitter, sharing a screenshot on a WhatsApp 
conversation. This, there is more in that Senate that I could launch a screenplay right now. This was accompanied by a photo of the nurse's personal protective equipment strewn across the hospital bathroom, just taking off the mask and everything. The hospital is an emergency facility set up for treating Corona virus patients. The manager of the integrated joint task command responsible for operating the uh, hospital conducted a search and identified both the nurse and the patient. They were both arrested, although it is unclear on what charges. The patient was later sent back to the hospital after it was confirmed that he was still positive for COVID-19. And a rep for the Indonesian National Nurses Association said, it is true. It's true that there, <laughs> everything works better with the Southern accent. It's true that there been a suspected incident of a same sex relationship between a health worker and a COVID-19 patient at the Wisma Alet Emergency Hospital. Our response from the Indonesian National Nurses Association is that the alleged nurse must follow legal processing. I, I, you know, I, I'm so, I hate this story because I love it so much because I want to like, I like, there's such a like Hallmark gay Christmas movie in a nurse and a patient like meeting and fucking on Christmas, except for the COVID. And so well, except, nurse, oh, now wait a second. Who is there for the COVID? What? And, and in a bathroom stall. Oh no, I mean, that's, that's so romantic. That's just like in a bathroom, at a hospital. You find love wherever you can find it, Del Shores. I have no judgment on the location. I mean, it is a healer and someone who needed to be healed and they found love inside each other. Except for the Inside COVID. each other, there's the operative word. Yes, right that was the point. Right. That was not an accidental entendre. But like, I mean, like, you know, it started with, Robert just said what I was thinking. Uh-huh, it started with a temperature check. <laughs> you know, like, you know that nurse was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to do it in the rear. Just It is a crazy story. It is a crazy story that does, it just goes on. And, um, and, but also like, like, just be smart. Like you could, you have his number. He's a hospital patient. You can call him once he's wait. out. Yeah, wait, wait a few days. And, and they were just hot. They were just tired. They were hot. They were horny. Uh, but That's I don't like- one time I got hit on by the counselor while I was getting my STD test done. And I thought, don't you want to know what my results are first? Yeah, that's, I've, I, I, I would think so. Um, um, I don't like that they said it was a, it was a same, same sex relationship. I think that uh, a relationship would imply that maybe there was a date after this. Oh, I disagree. A relationship can be 15 <laughs> minutes if you're, you know, it's just very intense for a moment. It made it and more than that. What? I said it just made it more like it, a relationship. It was to know well, what it was. It's just fucking in a stall. That's what it you was. Don't know. Maybe that was a heart connection. And what he was sharing was, oh, I met the new love of my life. Okay, would you would you please just follow up on this for me so I get me some more information? I won't. I just don't care that much. Uh, in related Indonesian news, on Wednesday last week, parents in Medan, Asian Indonesia, protested outside of an elementary school in opposition to a school's gay principal with signs that said, "Protect our children. Do not wait until there are victims." The unnamed principal's relationship with his partner was reportedly outed via Facebook in April of 2020. The protesters claimed that 300 parents signed a petition demanding the principal to be, be dismissed. Some are reportedly worried the principal will install secret cameras in the children's bathrooms. 
the education board there has promised to investigate. And I put these back to back because the other story is silly, but there are many parts of Indonesia where LGBTQ people are in danger. We've talked a lot about that. Remember the two guys that escaped Indonesia that we did on Canada's drag race. Um, there are parts of Indonesia uh, in Aceh Banda, I believe, uh, where the Muslim influence is incredibly strong. So these two guys in the hospital, the story is sort of silly, but it is um, a culture where there are many places where it's dangerous to be out. And the story of this principle being protested with archaic and old, you know, like those 70s, 80s things we had here of like, we can't be teachers because we have to protect the children. So right. uh, hopefully that teacher will be okay and able to keep his job. And then um, a little while ago, far uh, right Info uh, Wars personality, Paul Joseph Watson, wanted everybody to know that he's very masculine and has no plans to be seen in public with a mask. And if you do, you're signaling to the world that you are some kind of gay. Um, in his mind, that is, he tweeted, basically, if you're a man who wears a mask, you're broadcasting the fact that you have been fucked in the ass by your girlfriend. And that is not something to be proud of. His tweet is, uh, is additionally ironic, given that his employer, Infowars, actually has been selling masks during the pandemic for $14.95. It's an Infowars uh, made in the U.S. face mask. Um, I don't, I, there's, there's, you know, you're gay, but you're fucked by your girlfriend. I would think you're not gay. Maybe just like, you know, a strap on. I, don't, I, I mean, he went to a weird place there, don't you think? Also, like I love that he's one of those sad, stuck in some weird traditional masculinity. I, you know, there's a prostate in every man. And of course, did the different, not everyone's stimulated the same way from it. But the number of straight guys that I know that enjoy the pinky or more because they know that it's something that can be stimulated, that is, it is who your partner is that makes it gay or not, right? It is not what the I just, is. and pegging. I love that. Well, pegging has become super popular as people explore their, if people let down their puritanical only missionary sex, you know, straight from the front on top of each other with your black dress socks still on. Once you get beyond that, the world is your oyster. And it's so funny that he thinks that other men comfortable enough with their sexuality to explore other things they might enjoy with their female partners is just so sad for him more than anything. Well, but it has anything to do with a mask. That's what the stupid thing is. Well, right. It's like yeah. the idea that you want to be protected and you're considerate of your neighbors mean you might be open-minded enough to explore other sexual. Like, I take it as a compliment in the other direction. He wants to meet it as this, like, some kind of insult, like you're emasculated wearing a mask and getting fucked by your girlfriend. If you like it and she likes it, have a great none time. Of, it's none of your business. It is none of your business, uh, Paul Joseph <laughs> Watson. Um, so he's one of those sad trolls. He's like a Candace Owens. He likes to just say things to get a reaction on the internet. He's like quasi right, you know, indulging all sorts of nonsense, a social Marxism. Y'all don't fall down his rabbit hole. Like it is not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go and talk to him. I'm not. I'm done. Uh, and of course, we would be up, uh, Matt. <clears throat> Matt, thank you. An asshole has no gender, nor does what you do with it. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Matt. There's also plenty of gay men and bi men who don't enjoy butt play at all, and it doesn't make them less gay. See, that I what you do with your butthole has nothing to do with your sexuality. I think that that's a great T-shirt, Matt, that you need uh -huh. to put that on a T-shirt. Sell it. Well, An asshole has no gender. Level, Matt. You know, it's like every, people can be an asshole or it can be about literal ones. 
I don't know, but I, I, there were two comments I wanted to make. First of all, I love that you've had conversations with your straight friends about a pinky up their ass. And it reminded me of that great episode of uh, Sex in the City where Miranda finally started talking dirty. And she, I, I love when, it, when I get to put my finger up your ass and the guy's like, you can't talk about that. Yes, absolutely. All right, in Georgia news, uh, because y'all, it's the holidays, holiday taint week, but Georgia... That runoff that's going to affect everything we can accomplish, this new administration in the Senate, uh, is coming up. And for the fast, past five years, I wanted to share about this organization uh, and these two women that are leaders in it as we continue to talk about the important work happening there. Um, and then let me get you this little banner. All right. For the past five years, Mary Hooks has held the role of co-director of Southerners on New Ground. Song for short, an Atlanta-based organization fighting for LGBTQ liberation throughout the South. She helped found the Atlanta chapter of Black Lives Matter, created Black Mamas Bailout, an initiative to bail Black mothers and caregivers out of jail, and through their political and advocacy arm, Song Power, they're uh, helping lead the efforts to get out the vote for Georgia Senate runoff January 5th, y'all, it is so soon. Their work is considered yes. flipping Georgia blue in the presidential election. And they are 11,000 members in 13 chapters of all across the Southern states. They've been a staple of Southern organizing for decades. They have set a goal of knocking on 100,000 doors by January 5th. Jill Cartwright, the other woman you see, is Georgia's statewide campaign organizer. And she said, we're trying to do something that a lot of people try to do in a year and a half's worth of campaigning. Um, so their hope is that folks continue to be inspired by all the change and transformation that is happening in Georgia, but know that voting is one part of it. The real deal is when we make a long-term commitment to liberation work. So check out their website, uh, but doing great work. And it's so important that we pay attention to Georgia in these last it's final days. It's next Tuesday, right? It's next Tuesday. That, like right after our show, we'll be getting, uh, I think, the, 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 the early return start. So it'll be a yep. big Tuesday. Uh, all right. There's an old black and white photo of two male lifeguards has gone viral on Reddit because the inscription written on the back, it's dated March 26, 1949, and seems to suggest uh, these two young men that you're seeing right there. Uh, Buzz and Tommy were maybe probably more than just friends. It says, to Buzz, I'll always remember all the times we spent together, all my love, your Tommy. Although the message is dated 1949, uh, it's not uh, totally clear what year the photo was taken, nor is it known where it's from. But how cute are they? And uh, I wish we knew. I wish we knew where they are to, you know, today or if they are still around and what the path of their lives were. I mean, they're probably dead. <laughs> well, they look like, okay, they look like they're, I don't, I can't do math. If they, at all. Are, eight, if they were 18 in 1949, they are 98 or 99 right now. Well, they could still be alive. God damn it. I there was a woman. So. I live with, you can live with in your heart. I'm just being a little realistic. I just love that. You're all, your Tommy. Your Tommy. I know. Your that was Tommy. so sweet. I just, I get, you know, all. That's, we've done those other photos before. I just, I have, I'm always enamored and and uh, impressed and thinking of like the bravery that it took for our, our people in our community and historical eras to, you know, 
to find each other at all, to have love, to be willing to spend time with each other and to stay together, you know, against culture and legal. Like I just always love sharing those. They inspire me and remind me that we stand on their shoulders uh, in all the little things that we Absolutely. And then one other fun little uh, story that I found hilarious. Uh, Xavier Hunter, Javier Hunter, a paranormal investigator and YouTube vlogger, posted this photo of him with his real son to Facebook saying, so I come to the DMV with my son for his driver's test. And this fool decides to wear his gay pride support mask. When they called him in, the lady asks if I'm his boyfriend. And what does my smart ass son do? He says, no, that's my daddy. <laughs> I just loved everything about this like adorable straight dad you know, story. We don't know anything about the son, whether he's just an ally supporting, but that he made the joke that the dad found it funny. I just love that. No, he's my daddy. Like pretending that his actual father might be his daddy. I was like, good for y'all. I love that. What a great sense of humor. Yeah, that was great. I love that story. Um, well, Friday is New Year's. It's Thursday. It's happening. This year is and we're not and no show, no show on Friday, guys. No show. We're gonna. I know none. I was like, you know, we could jump on and just like say, hey, but I'm not doing any news. The, you want to um, do that? Yeah, would y'all like that? I mean, literally, no preparation. It could be real short. If we got on at four for 20 or 30 minutes for a quick check-in, would that good. good for some of y'all's New Year's days? Would it help anybody? Or are you like, we don't care? Um, I'm just curious. But in that, I thought we're coming to the end of our year, right? Do you have any, do you have like a best and worst from this year mm. moments? Yeah. Do y'all have, what, what were your best and worst? A, I have best. I think, I think um, for my best was um, being able to be, uh, th that I actually did get to direct in the theater, an amazing cast with this side of crazy and watch Dale Dickey and Sharon Garrison and Bobby Eakes and Rachel Sorsa just tear it up every single night that you produce that show with me. And uh, we, we, we created a little magic here in Los Angeles and, and not many people got to do that in 2000. So I'm really proud of that. And then of course, segueing into the worst, I think the worst day I remember is when we had to walk into that theater in rehearsals in Dallas and tell everybody we had to shut down. And I remember being boys. scared with you, man. We were so scared. I mean, I was scared. We were out get with what, what were we walking into going onto that plane, coming home, fleeing and not knowing what the rest of the year was going to be like. So I share yeah. that bad memory with you, Emerson. And I also share the good memory with you. Well, and I ask that y'all do tell us, tell us your, your worst, your best, either, both. It's okay. If you're not a look back, I, I ask for the worst because in my own journey and I've shared it with y'all, it's okay and it's good for us to acknowledge, even if we acknowledge them to leave them behind, uh, bad things too. I try not, we try not to present ourselves on social media as everything's always great and perfect because I would say, yeah, my best was the dual combo in January, February, if I was producing a play and I was in a play, Matt Levitt's $5 Shakespeare Company at the same time. This year was off to a kick-ass start for me personally, professionally. Of course, and then my car got totaled in the middle of it. That wasn't the worst, though. Ooh. I will probably say that the night in Palm Springs where I had had, there was a night I had had a series of bad anxiety, you know, once once a week for several weeks where I realized I needed to come home to L.A. 
and go to the doctor and get new medication. And like, I had lost weight, you know, y'all know I'm a thin guy and I'd gotten to where like, like parents were commenting on it. Scott was commenting on it. I lost 10 pounds I didn't have to lose. And the moments of knowing I need to go to the doctor was probably uh, the worst. It was uh, and a good, but on the journey, like it helped me get better. But like that was it. And I'm, you know, sharing that with y'all really helped too. Um, and it's okay. And you don't have to share, you know, if it's personal, but I share it because I, I keeping the good with the bad as on Friday, we'll talk about what you want for next year. So think about that. Um, but it's, but I share both because I think it's okay and good to acknowledge the bad with the good. Patrick was laid off and out of work for four months, but then got a new and amazing job. That's amazing. Um, I always, I, I love that, that that saying. Sometimes it's not just rejection; it's redirection. And that one, he, he just showed us that. Absolutely. Um, um, Robert said, "Plans are my news talk show will be returning to the air." Awesome, awesome. Bruce said, "Too many worse. Focus other best." Absolutely. And I hope y'all, it's clear, y'all. I'm not dictating how anyone else. If if it works best to you to focus on the positive, great. I just want to make space for either for everyone to share on both sides, and I share both so that we don't ever seem like, yay, it's great because we've had some a, a really good thing we can't talk about happen this year as well in the midst of some terrible things personally. And I feel like it was that way for lots of people. Rob said, my best this year getting to know Victor and second is meeting this community. You all mm. become my family and I love you all. And Rob, we love that people feel that way about our little community here. Um, Jigs, oh wait, I think I missed Jigs earlier because he said best moment. Dell's class and hearing Emerson read my work. That's very sweet, Jigs. It is wonderful work, and I can't wait for more people to experience it. Well, I, in that, I have to say two two more things. I mean, the, the fact that those classes brought together, because he said it introduced him to some amazing and talented people. But boy, did they keep me grounded that I got to teach three times a week, and I got to go, and then I got to fly and 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 teach in person for three weeks. That was, those were some, some crazy great things, but hearing new work and us doing that. And also what we did together, Emerson, when we raised all that money by doing the sorted lives uh, live stream, that was a really great thing that, that we was. got to do together. Judy said best day was November 3rd. Amen, Let's Judy. I got married to Johnny. Kevin oh. said first was March 12th when they closed Broadway. That was for many people. Um, Bruce, yeah, it helps us emotionally to be able to talk about both. The best was going to Dubai for an evening, worse being evacuated from a project due to COVID potential impacts, Blair. So many, you know, work stopping and starting uh, stories. Ken saw some great shows before the shutdowns. Kevin, best when Joe won that Saturday when it was known yeah. and the country was such joy. Erica, so many election related, right? Best Trump not getting elected. Uh, Jared, the best was I've used all this time to get some serious writing done and I'm still going. Good. That's amazing that you've used your personal time well. Uh, lots, several people said best attending Dell's writing workshop. Oh, that was a fun afternoon. That was a fun Saturday morning. And Stephen had to cancel all of the advocacy events I had planned. So we hope that we have been a part of uh, an aspect of the good along the way. I mean, we it has been great for us doing this twice a week with you all through the year. Uh, it has been a highlight of my week to have this to, as something to do, something to focus on, to keep me busy. Uh, we hope that as we turn the corner on Friday, 
uh, the, the joy is better because we're all together and the misery is a little less for the same reason. Uh, and one last time, if you enjoy the show and you want to send us a tip, you can do that on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinsshoresproductions at gmail.com. And it seemed like everybody liked it. So on Friday, we'll just gather our regular four o'clock time for just a little uh, hangout. Check in. You want to share resolutions? Uh, think we'll just say happy, a happy new year. We get to say happy new year. Oh, Kelly Alexander came in the room. Kelly, I talked about you earlier. Uh, you get, I know I want that 45 million. You're going to have to go back and do it on the rewatch. I'm going to be in Palm Springs with the boys. So we will say a quick check in from there. Y'all, however you spend these last three days of Tatewick, two days, wash it off, brush off the year. We'll check in on Friday for a whole new adventure. All right, y'all. Uh, if, if you're not here on Friday, Happy New Year. 